Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're stepping away from the stacks. So grab your permission slips and your bag lunches and hop on the bus while we take a field trip to Vampire Academy. Wait, so wouldn't the bag lunch be like some lady in a bag that really likes Twilight novels? It's the blood bag. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say brown paper bag. Oh, bag. you got me there. We asked, you answered... And Mike has no idea. It's a stacker surprise. (laughs) Congratulations, Mike. Oh, yay. You've been accepted to a very prestigious vampire school. Ooh. So what classes are you taking this semester? Oh, let's find out. Jacob says that he would definitely take faux accents. Take your pick from European-ish sounding accents. He would also take vampiric fashion. Learn to be fashionably out of style. (laughs) Megan says, I've always wanted to go to an Ivy League university. Probably start Uh, by sinking my teeth into the core curriculum. uh, The nuances of lurking versus brooding. Hematology 101. And advanced mixed martial arts. How to Survive a Slayer Encounter. Uh, that's not the same universe, guys, as in the Vampire Academy film. I would just like to point out also that uh, Ivy League, yes. she she did not yes. spell that as Ivy the Plant, but Ivy as in you got an Ivy in your oh, I love thing. it. I was hoping. Puns. Yep. So many puns. <laughs> Hannah gets full marks. She not only has a full curriculum, but oh. the teachers as well. Uh. Professor Dracula will be teaching history of the vamp. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. The master will be deputy head teacher and food tech. He constantly tells you about the future of feeding time. Mm. Blade teaches PE and self-defense classes. That makes sense. Ensures that you're safe and healthy in the big bad world. Angel teaches yoga. <laughs> He's a little more zen than Blade, mm. and all the girls take his class. Oh, I bet. I'm gonna get nerdy here and push up my glasses. That don't <laughs> push up my glasses that don't exist. He teaches Tai Chi. Uh, yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Maybe he's graduated by now. We, I'm know. sure he also does yoga. Yeah. Lestat teaches languages and tourism. But- Drusilla teaches science, <laughs> all about the elements and how they talk to you. All right. <laughs> Spike teaches English and music. He'll give you extra credit if you join him for his poetry club. Oh, boy. I'm not sure if that extra credit is worth it. <laughs> I know. What a punishment. Also, I have to imagine, like, if you write a poem better than his, which is hard to not do, um, he just kind of gets mad mm. and, like, childish, like, sit down. You sit down, Deborah. In this one, you're Deborah. Uh, I, I would assume okay. if I'm going to a vampire school, my name is Deborah. Come on, guys. Clearly. And last but not least, Edward Cullen teaches English literature. He knows Shakespeare by heart, mm. takes a little bit of J.K. Rowling, and is very disappointed to be sorted into Hufflepuff. Aww. <laughs> 
Thank you guys for your vampire classes. It's a it's a full curriculum. I like it. Now let's give the tour guide our full attention. Stacy, spit out that gum. Come on, Stacy. And open the books on Vampire Academy. Vampire Academy. Live fast, die young. Live fast, die young. I mean, it's appropriate. It yeah. definitely sets a tone. It it does that. <laughs> uh, so before we get into the movie, this came out when? 2014? Uh, 2014. Great. I have the poster here. <laughs> I believe it was February 7th. 2014. Oh, in time for Valentine's Day. It was originally going to be released on Valentine's Day, and they pushed it back a week for some reason. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that seems like it's going to be a coming oh, threat. Oh, for some reason? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like they made a lot of decisions for some reason. Uh, <laughs> Did you read the book? Um, No. And I don't, I don't know... It, if that would have helped, if that would have made it that much worse. Yes, if you really like the movie Vampire Academy, be prepared. I feel like Chris and I are on the same page. And it's probably not the same page you guys are on. Maybe turn this off. Uh, go back and listen to like Fool for Love or something else we yeah. loved. Uh, the Gift. We loved that one. That was great. Uh, so <laughs> while watching this, I had to take a lot of breaks because <laughs> I was getting <laughs> pretty mad. You ever feel like, do I should I just have the Wikipedia article about the plot up so <laughs> this makes some semblance of sense? Oh, that would have been smart. No, I took to Facebook. Yeah. Uh and just bitched about it. Mm, yeah. Turns out one of my friends, Summer, I don't think Summer listens to the podcast, mm. but hey Summer. Uh, uh Summer has both read the book and seen the movie. And she said the book does explain way more. That's kind of the problem, is I feel like the movie at once explains all the time, way too often, but never explains anything well. Yes, correct. Here's All the thing. I have seen the movie twice. Oh, no. It wasn't until, like, taking notes and reading the Wikipedia article <laughs> for this for this episode of, of, the, of the podcast that I realized that the Dampiers, and we'll get to that, <laughs> were, were half human, half vampire. I did not retain no, that information from the film. They didn't explain that at all. They didn't explain that. No, that's new. That's new. How? It's something that basic. <laughs> but like they explained so much else. Oh, it's so many things that like I just don't care about. Oh. It directed by Mark Waters, mm-hmm. surprisingly, because he did Mean Girls. Yeah. It, and I love Mean Girls. Yeah, it seems like adding the supernatural element was just a, a bridge too far. Or it's just like he, you gave him the book and he's like, guys, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Uh, and written by Daniel Waters, mm-hmm. who wrote Heathers, yep. which I still haven't seen. It's great. So, like, it has the pedigree to, like, oh, this could be, like, a really cool, subversive take on, like, the YA scene of the yeah. time and of now. Because it's not that far removed. But, uh, no. Nope. Doesn't do that. Not at all. <laughs> nope. Uh, it thinks it does a couple times. It's trying. It's Ugh. It's pretty pleased with itself. I would like to draw attention to the tagline, Blood is Family. Blood is pain and blood is death. This is a really terrible tag. I know it's a yeah. quote for the movie. Yeah. It's also just terrible. It would be a decent tagline for the Lost Boys, but uh, not 
Vampire Academy. It's also just like it's not clever. No, it's it's, it's accurate scientific dark. information. The I mean the one that they have on their poster that's way better is they suck at school. Yeah, that's better. I that's, get that. That's totally fits the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, way more. Although really only one of them sucks at school of the two main characters. I'm just saying. Suck with the teeth. <laughs> I know, but like the the dampiers don't. Okay, but then also, what's the main character's name? Rose? Yeah. Yeah, she kind of sucks at school. Does she really go? <laughs> she, we, we see her fight. We don't see yeah. her, like how she does in class. Yeah, I guess they, they suck at school in different ways. Yeah, same double entendre. Wow, it's, this movie is so deep, guys. It's so smart. <laughs> I retract everything I've said so far. <laughs> so smart. Um, so the production logo is Fangs. And that yeah. is a nice thing that I can say that that was I th- I'd like I'm just saying like within yeah. the first two minutes of this movie starting I was like oh it's gonna be that bad <laughs> I think it's be pretty good first two minutes pretty solid live fast dying I like that song too <laughs> yeah so th- my notes literally say this might be better than I expected oh. <laughs> no it's so much worse <laughs> uh, so they there's a car crash yep. Yeah, a lot of death may not be too inappropriate, but it, it feels a little weird to me. Tragic backstory, Kay. It's a little strange. Like, the way that they do it, um, the telepathy isn't super clear. It's a little yeah. bit like, did, was that a thing? I don't... Okay. Well, I, I kind of feel like this whole opening film logo to they're actually back at the Vampire Academy is really weirdly handled. And I see how it would work in a book. But in a film, it's like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. What are they talking about? What are they? Mm-hmm. Why do I care? Yes. It, and it's not in like an intriguing way. It's like, a, did I miss a movie? Absolutely. I I honestly thought I accidentally was watching a sequel. No. Nope. Um, and it had like, the only way I knew I wasn't is that Netflix told me it was like 2014. And I went to the IMDb page and it was like 2014. I'm like, they didn't come out with two movies in one year. No. Nope. So I think this is it. But I'm missing so much. Yeah. Like, I was like, was there a TV show that was a prequel to this? Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to understand what's going on. It is, until they get back to school, it is so confusing. And I get, I get that, like, you don't want to do it linearly. Like, you mm-hmm. don't want to start with, first there was a car accident. Then mm-hmm. they quit school for some reason. And then they've been on their own for some weeks. And you're like, yeah. okay, but that's going to take too long. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump ahead and tell it in flashbacks. Except you don't really. I, I don't know what the exact solution would be. I understand. Yeah, I think you make a really good point that doing it strictly linearly would be very boring because it would be a lot of like weird setup in the beginning and then like a time jump of a year mm-hmm. and then the main action of the film. But maybe don't pick this point to start at. It's it's very disjointed from the rest of the film, which all takes place at this Vampire Academy. Mm-hmm. Maybe find a way to start them when they've gotten back to the Vampire Academy and flash back from there. I don't. There's got to be a better way to do this that doesn't immediate, immediately alienate. Yeah, that doesn't immediately alienate everyone who doesn't know the book. Exactly. Already. Yeah. Like maybe you start with them running away, and like they just get mm-hmm. caught right away, and then you go back to being yeah. brought back. To, I don't know. Or, or if you if you feel the need to start at this point in the story, maybe actually tell us less. Maybe skip that car crash. I don't need it. Yeah, skip the car crash. Just have it be like these are two girls. They're having kind of like a funny conversation. Oh, there's danger. We need to move. There's a fight scene. They get they get taken by this mysterious guy. What's going on? That's mysterious. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Not like oh, you're having those Maroi dreams again. Like right? Why why does that mean something to me if I don't already know the story? Right. Exactly. 
So, yeah, and then the whole, like, reaching out to a hand, it's unclear because the mom's in there. Who is she reaching out to? I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but we meet the two main characters, uh, Rose, the brunette. And by Jimmy his... Carter. What? Because they have the Jimmy Carter poster. Is he not the main character? Oh, that that thing. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Was, that was a solid joke, yeah, that honestly. Was, that was right. Again, the first two minutes, I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, this right, has some promise. Uh, Rose is played by Zoe Dutch. Mm-hmm. And Lissa, the blonde, is played by Lucy Fry. Mm-hmm. I have to say, like, my my biggest complaint with this whole thing is the way they handle exposition. Yeah. Because um, either they don't, and that's terrible, or they handle it in the most clunky... It's just like a scene of somebody like, well, this is the history of this concept for two minutes. Literally, like, one of the first lines after Lissa wakes up from her nightmare... Um, is do you know it's been two years since we left the academy and two years since the crash? No one talks like that. And of fucking course she does. Her family died. That's not something you lose track of. Like, hey, you know what? When was it that my entire family was murdered? Um, was that like August or September? I really forget. This is, I mean, that's, and they do this constantly. Like, anytime there's exposition, I'm As just you know. going to state it. Like, no, nobody, like, it's not like every time I see you, I'm like, Mike, do you remember that we worked together and we met at work and that's how we know each other? Yeah. It's, like, oh, it's, it's a lot of, as you away. know, dialogue. <laughs> and, uh, you know, very classic example throughout this movie of a lot of telling without showing. Exactly. The blonde is a vampire. She's hungry. Mm-hmm. So the brunette's like, here, bite me. Yep. And gets a little. I think I think it's clear there's a sexual rush. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's something that explains that is explained in the book. Yeah. I'm fine with the way they show this visually here, mm-hmm. but it needs explaining in about 15 minutes. Yeah, you mean when the movie becomes a drinking game, they take a shot every time somebody says "blood whore." Yeah, right. Well. <laughs> so they find out they're being followed. Got to make a run for it. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, this was great. Rose has some great moves here. Mm-hmm. Like, she's fighting off these guardian guys. Yeah. Like, first off, they've got a plan. Like, just like we practice, yeah. follow me. And she sends a flaming Molotov cocktail, mm-hmm. cocktail moped at him. Yeah. And then, like, she takes down these guys. And I'm like, okay, I'm on board. She's yeah. a goddamn slayer. Mm-hmm. I know how this goes. I like this chick. Yeah. <laughs> but that's this is the last time. Yeah, they wrote this opening scene, and then somebody else came in and wrote something. It, it is one of those weird examples, like they do in a lot of shitty action movies, where they have like you establish a badass female character, but then once the male character comes in, she's not really that badass, right? Exactly. It's like no, she was like she was great. She was like choreographing motorcycle f- flaming uh, stunts and beating up guys, and then like this one guy who like sure. Makes sense that he would be more experienced, he'd be a better fighter. But she then, like, is like, oh, well, I guess I can't fight anything anymore ever again. Exactly. Like, she took down, like, five of these guys mm-hmm. by herself. And you're like, all right. And I no. get, okay, so the one guy's, like, just, he's very strong, he's yeah. very big, and he's very experienced yeah. in fighting. They Great. later say he's, like, the god of the guardians and the best one there there's ever been. Sure. Sure. She gets... To- but even when she's guy. like fighting pipsqueak other students later on, she's like, yeah. oh, I work on nail. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Okay, so they're going to take Lissa back to St. Vladimir's Vampire Academy. Don't call it Vampire Academy. She hates that. 
Now we get some really annoying narration to explain everything that you've been confused over. <sighs> Uh, lots of narration, lots and lots of narration. So much. Like just reading you the book. I get it's a dense mythology. Is it? But, Is it? I mean, there's three <laughs> different types of vampires. It's a young adult book. They could accomplish this shit with Interview with the Vampire just fine. I, I'd say they need to cut some shit out. Yeah. In order for this to be... All like the basics of it, that there's three types of vampires. One of the types of vampires does magic. Another one is a fighter. Another one is like red-eyed meanies. <laughs> like, there's got to be a better way. Or, you know what? Have a character introduced that doesn't know this world. Maybe they had a roommate in the real world. He saw this that. stuff happening, and he had to be taken to the Vampire Academy because there's nothing else you could do with him. That. He knows the vampire world exists. I don't care if it's not in the books. We need a freshman. Yes. We need we need a newcomer that someone mm-hmm. needs to explain this to. It's it's the new kid, um, the mm-hmm. really adorable one in Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, sure, sure. That like you need that to be that person's first day of class, and you're like, you're new. Let me explain this to you. Or you were yeah. bitten by. I know they don't. It, you just turn into a strugoi or whatever. Yeah. But you know, some mm-hmm. way that someone is unfamiliar with Vampire Academy, yeah. and you've got to explain it to them. Mm-hmm. Not an annoying narration. No. Or people saying things that they should already know. My name's Kristen, by the way. <laughs> uh, so we do have three types of vampires. We have the Maroi. That's what the blonde is, Lissa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these are like the vampires. Um, they they drink blood, but and vam- daylight just like bugs them. Yeah, it's like they they have sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're actually they're actually quite peaceful. Mm-hmm. They don't ki- they drink people's blood, but won't kill them. Yeah. Um, they leave that, sorry. Yeah, they do magic because oh, yeah. you needed that element for some reason. That's, I'm fine with it. I I just feel like it's unnecessary. I, I'm fine with it. I think there are more things about like, there are these many types of magic. Kidding, there's another one. But there wasn't. But we knew about it. But no, we never knew about it. But it was forbidden. But it's in this library that anybody can go to. <laughs> Rose, the brunette, is a dampier. Mm-hmm. AKA a guardian. They're half Maroi. Um, so half vampire and I guess half human. They didn't really explain that. Yeah, that's n- despite this movie being so much exposition, that's never clearly explained at any point. And that, what does that mean? Like, because they're fine with daylight, they don't drink blood. I guess they're strong. They, I think they're just super strong. And and that's kind of it. It's yeah. just you're. I mean, they're slayers. I, yeah, I would have been fine with the dampiers being more like maybe the watchers, where it's just like families who've dedicated themselves to protecting the Maroi. Like, yeah, because at least that's less confusing, and it's you don't have to have like another form of vampire who the rules are very unclear on. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Strigoi, who are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. That they're full in va- on vampires, and they can't be in daylight, and they kill people. Established late in the movie, kind of, or at least like confirmed late in the movie, that you become a Strigoi if you're a Maroi who kills. Correct. So, like, if you're, if you know, you're a vampire and you're sucking someone's blood and you're like, cool, you've still got some left, bye, you're fine. But if you drink that last drop of blood Mm -hmm. and kill that person, you become evil Strigoi. Meh. Right. It's it's fine. It's it's similar to a lot of vampires. And then if a Strigoi bites you, you become a Strigoi, right? Like they're I, contagious? I think so. I think I, well, again, contagious. not very clear, despite all the exposition. So many things aren't clear. 
Speaking of clunky exposition, mm-hmm. let's make sure that this male lead awkwardly lifts up his hair so you can catch that tattoo on his neck. Yep. You've killed six Stragoy. <laughs> Got this movie. Already. <laughs> oh, the clunky exposition. Yep. Like, I'm pretty sure if it's well known in your culture, yeah. that six little X mark means that you've killed six Stragoy. You don't say it. And again, if you had an entry point character, it could be a lot more casual where she's like, wow, six. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That tattoo. That's what that means. Exactly. It would be so even less clunky. Here, even if here she's like, wow, six. And we don't get an explanation. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If later on it's like, I killed my first Dragoy. Guess I've got to get a tattoo too. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. what the six. Great. But not you. Anyways, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, so they get to the gate and they are attacked by Strigoi. Mm-hmm. Vampire rules. They can only be killed by a silver stake. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's plenty of like historical stuff about like evil things. Vampires being allergic to silver in some capacity. It's it's fine. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it doesn't I'm bother okay. me as much as a lot of other choices other vampire mythologies make. So Yeah, sounds, that's fine. Sounds better than garlic did. If like a a pizza topping can take you down. You're not that threatening. What I find weird is how often they go to church. They are some yeah. religious fucking vampires. Yeah. <laughs> they go it's... to a lot of church. And like considering it's vampires, like there, I don't think there's any crosses in there. I didn't see any. Well, I don't, they, I don't, they never say explicitly that it doesn't, but they also don't say that religious stuff affects them in any way. Right. So it's I'm just assuming. weird. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Uh, so Rose's reaction to the Strigoi is fucking weird. Yeah. Because again, we just saw her take out these dudes. And now she's all like, oh, I'm so scared and I'm such a damsel in distress. Help and these like, yeah, they have the red eyes and they have like this reputation, but they don't look that intimidating. They're I just would- like pale guys with red eyes. I would. I have no problem with her being out of her league, but I would prefer it if she like threw some punches and yeah. fucked up, and that yeah. she failed. That you're like she tried. But they're trying to play that she's like so terrified of them when like the only thing is I guess you're supposed to assume the history of them is so terrifying, but that they're they, like the boogeyman. Yeah, but they don't look that scary, and mm-hmm. yeah. The only thing we know about this character so far is that she finds Jimmy Carter posters weird and she's kicked ass. So it's really bizarre. Yeah. I would much rather see that like, oh, she's not perfect. Look, she threw a couple punches and Mm -hmm. this thing is stronger than that other dude that already kicked her ass. So now they're in trouble with the headmistress. Mm -hmm. I don't know this chick's name. She's some model. So that's why the (sighs) model joke later is a thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have feelings about that. Yeah. Uh, this is also around the time that they have a really weirdly specific dated joke about no more iPhone 5. Does it strike you as weird that they like chose to say 5 instead of just iPhone? So that like a year later, the movie might still feel oh, current? Oh, see, I have an Android, so I don't even know what number we're on. What I number think it's like in? 7, but All like, right. I, don't, I don't know. No, it they, it's like dumb. A weird choice. It should have just been like... You don't even know what an iPad is. And they're like, mm-hmm. wow, those people have been there forever. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. We meet Victor, played by Gabriel Byrne. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, most people probably know him from The Usual Suspects. Yeah. I will always know him as Freddy from Little Women. I, I will know him as uh, phoning it in in this uh, performance. Holy crap. <laughs> um, His first line literally oh. is, 
as provost of this school and Liz's father's oldest friend. <laughs> that is the clunkiest exposition. Uh, that is how everyone in that room knows that you are the provost and know that you were Liz's father's friend. How are they not? <laughs> they it's, already know that. It's all people who work at the school and Lissa. <laughs> like, how would they? Uh. And just like, all you needed to do was like, Provost Victor or Provost whatever the yeah. fuck your last name is. <laughs> like, that's how I get that. Yeah. And then all you have to do is when the headmistress puts up a thing, like have her be like, I don't care if you, I don't care about, you know, any relationship you had to Lissa's family. That doesn't mm-hmm. matter now. They're like, great. Yeah. Done. Not, uh, bleh. introducing yourself and your rank and your relationship to everyone as you walk in this room. Hi, my name is Kristen. We work together and we're on a podcast every time you do the room or you <laughs> enter the room. Yes. It, uh, it's, and again, would easily be solved if there was a character who was new. Yeah. And they could. I be, really like the idea of like yeah. the, the roommate or the neighbor that is like, yeah. shit, he's seen too much. Yeah. And That's I know. Cool. Yeah. It's not in the book, but. Fuck it. You, you got to do it somehow. And it's much easier to have this exhibition work in a a book where it can be in narration it can be easily woven in omnipotent to, third person yeah as opposed to a movie where a lot of narration just feels very tired and boring and obviously this dialogue is not working Mm-mm. so victor is sick lissa's family is gone so lissa is next in line for the throne and there's 12 families and they alternate the throne. I don't, none I of that was necessary. Why do I care? Yeah. All you have to know is Liz is next in line for the throne because yeah. Victor's sick, which I'm immediately not trusting Victor yeah. right away. And also it's Gabriel Bird. Like, I mean, yeah, they had to give him a bit. I mean, you knew he was going to have something to do. Yeah. Uh, Rose is in major trouble until Lissa uses compulsion. Mm-hmm. We'll later learn uh, to change the headmistress's mind. She just kind of stares at her. We get a fisheye effect yeah. of like, don't you? She's not in trouble. What are Whoa, you doing? These are not the droids I'm looking for. Uh, Rose acts like it's totally normal, but wait, later we learn this is like a lost art. So, like, why is Rose not like, uh, dude, what the fuck was that? But then there's the uh, Wheeler, whatever, the fire guy. I guess we're supposed to take it that because he studies the books, he knows about that, but he mm-hmm. like confronts her about it before she or anybody else has talked about that, even though it's supposed to be this lost thing that nobody knows about. Oh, I didn't so that's really confusing. That. Yeah, it's the, they need to decide like whether yeah. or not anyone else has ever heard of compulsion mm-hmm. or if it's just well-known that she does this. Because it, it just kind of seems like well-known that she does this yeah. until it's not. It's it's very <laughs> poorly established. Uh, we do, do establish here that Rose and Lissa have the bond. Mm-hmm. Which means they have a telepathic connection that it's, I mean, everyone freaks out over. Yeah. And it's one way. Lissa can see what mm-hmm. Lissa, or excuse me, Rose can see what Lissa sees, but not vice versa. And again, the, how common this is, if this is related to being shadow kissed, how does everybody know this is a common thing? Again, not really ever gone into. Yeah. Uh, there's a missing teacher, yada, yada. Oh, no, not Miss Carp. Yeah, they're really into it. And you're like, am I supposed to know? Am I supposed to care? Yeah. Okay. No? All right. Cool. Uh, Lissa has not declared a major. I mean, welcome to college. Yeah. (laughs) We meet Mia, the new girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the worst actress I've ever seen. I mean, so in her defense, no one could make this dialogue work. Yeah. It's it's kind of like 
if you ever saw Glee, if the opening, like previously on narration, was just a character. So her her line is, "He's my man. Back off. Don't like what I'm saying. What are you gonna do about it?" Uh, what? Cool. Uh, all right. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it just gives me the like. No one says he's my man. Back off. And no one says, don't like what I'm saying. What are you going to do about it? Like, just that's so weird. Don't like what I'm saying. When she'd be like, what? Does that piss you off? What are you going to do about it? Now, it's so weird. It's it's like somebody. Well, no, that's just because they're vampires. So they talk different. Sure. Lissa gets into an argument with Christian, uh, who's like the bad boy. I guess. Maybe. (laughs) Sure. He's, uh. I don't remember everyone's name. Not her ex-boyfriend, but the other one. I, I remember <laughs> maybe two names. A lot of these are just going to be vague descriptions, like Ducky, <laughs> brunette guy, other brunette guy, Wheeler from Captain Planet. I was wondering. I was like, why? who's Wheeler? I don't remember that. He's got the fire powers, like Wheeler. Okay. Um, yeah, they're in like the attic of the church, and Rose is uh, bonded with her, so mm-hmm. she's watching it. And this is another example of terrible exposition. Yep. Rose says to nobody because she's watching Lissa's thoughts. You know you're talking to Christian, right? Pa- his parents turn themselves into Strigoi. So that's that's how they give us that information. Yep. Oh God! Oh, this this. Oh, I re- I recently watched a video about uh, about Michael Bay Transformers, which oh. talks about how his his visual style by being overly dynamic basically highlights everything in every frame as as being of equal and great importance so nothing lands that makes so much sense <laughs> so that's why like uh and, and the the like whole title of the uh uh video is something like uh what what is happening because it's like you you don't know what's going on and you can't remember what happened in a transformers movie sure if if you asked anybody who's who's even recently seen a transformer film describe the plot of that film. <laughs> be like ah, there's a bunch of robots, <laughs> robots. <laughs> like i don't really care um and it's a similar thing where there's so much backstory given by every character at every moment especially in this first part of the movie I don't know what's important or right. what I should care about, and it just doesn't get absorbed. Mm-mm. Like I've, I, like I said, I've seen this movie twice, and there's so many things that I'm still not really sure about, and I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it again to double check. That's nope. for sure. Third time will not be the charm. <laughs> there's a cafeteria scene, which yeah. like it would be nice if they were like did kind of a play on. Mm-hmm. The like standard. Here's the different cliques in the school, yeah. uh, but no, it is just exposition about how no feeder is brought here against their will. They are entered into a one year service oh. agreement and compulsed memories upon departure. No one talks like this. <laughs> She's just straight up. I mean, let me get out this exposition about their contract of the feeders. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Just like there's gotta be a more casual way to do that, where they just like imply it, and we kind of get a vibe like, oh, these are people who are just like, this is, I guess, their job. Cool, whatever. Talk to a feeder. Yeah. Have one be like, no, no, I'm fine. I have six months left in my contract, yeah. and whatever. It's fine. <laughs> oh God. Uh, we meet Natalie, Victor's daughter. She looks young enough to be his granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, vampires, they have kids late. <laughs> sure. uh, this, she, this is the actress that plays the oldest daughter on Modern Family. Yes. 
funny that in this one she's playing like the nerd when she's like the hot one in Modern Family. Mm. But she she's fine. Which is, I mean, this is true of anything that's aired on the CW ever. But there is that uh, kind of problem of like, why you're all incredibly fucking hot. Just any two of you pair off. Why are you so like, <laughs> oh, I can't get that incredibly hot person. I'll have to settle for this incredibly hot person. Ugh. It's uh, it's the same thing from either all that or Clark Kent. Like, and they just put on glasses. I'm not dateable. Yeah, it's like, come on. <laughs> You're clearly super hot. Uh, they go to church. Who do they worship? <laughs> I guess themselves. I don't know. Saint Vladimir. Saint, yeah, Saint Vladimir. But he, by definition, a saint. Not a god. What's going on? Again, this movie doesn't explain everything or explains it too much. There's no in between. There's no like, I get this just the right amount. They spend so much time in a church and I don't know who they're praying to. That is not a great sign. Um, There's just like a shot at the end where they go in the church and you see like, there's just a guy in a big old bat costume. It's like, and let's let us pray to the mighty bat. I thought it was Batman. Sure. They worship Batman. That would make more sense. It'd be a cooler movie. <laughs> uh, so someone defaces the Dragomir family memorial. That's that's oh, Lissa's family. No. It says leave or die. And like, take away any sort of mystery because Mia is just laughing really hard at this. Like, so I don't even think this is a red he- herring. It's just no. you. It's just herrings. <laughs> smelly, smelly herring. <laughs> Rose is making out with Jesse, who apparently is supposed to be like this super hot but dumb guy. I guess. There's a big to do like about asshole. like, you're going to do that. He's got nothing. I don't. I think he's just dumb. And there, she's like, I don't care. He's hot. Mm-hmm. We used to kiss already they have some sort of past i don't know it's not clear jesse tries to bite her yeah which is a thing Mm -hmm. i didn't know it was a thing until this moment his reaction here makes him realize and then spread the rumor that lissa bit rose while they were on the run what about her reaction implied that see i had read it as that was already the rumor, and that's why he tried it, because he thought, like, in that very, like, shitty high school where it's like, oh, you know, she puts out. Like, right. you know, she she's into blood play or whatever. She's a blood whore. Whatever mm. nonsense word they want to come up with. Splashing? Ugh. Um, that's what I thought they were going for. But again, the fact that neither one of us is certain is a problem. <laughs> Fair. I thought that they said that, like... Something about her reaction made him like, it's because you did something when he went to bite. But your your thing makes more sense. I don't know if it's supported by the text, but it's more sensical. Yeah. It, yeah. Again, the, the fact that it's unclear either way is really bad. And like, so th- I'm s- assuming that like the reason everyone's like oh, blood whore is because I'm like, it looked like when Elizabeth Rose, mm-hmm. Rose kind of got a happy from it. Yeah. So the idea is that if you, I think they're bit calling her a lesbian, kind of, but in vamp yeah. terms. And it's also, like, very similar to, like, just general slut shaming of, like, oh, you let yourself get bit. Right. Like, that kind of attitude. Because in theory, and as as we've seen, like, she, because you wanted to get off on it, not, like, because I was saving my best friend's life. Yeah. Ugh. If, Teenagers. Right. Uh, there's a fox hanging over Lissa's door. 
This fall on Fox. <laughs> blood. There's blood on that Fox. That's all. Blood. <laughs> uh, she says she tries to revive it, but can't. I forget if it's right after or right before this, but right around here, I think, is the biggest thing I want explanation of. It's when the headmistress uses a megaphone that is clearly a tiny little gramophone speaker. <laughs> I I, give that. me the backstory of that prop. <laughs> it's the equivalent to um taking a, like a rolled up newspaper and shouting through that. Yeah, and it's just like this like adorable little it looks like it's part of a, a cute steampunk costume, but it's just like without any comment, just used casually in a scene. That headmistress is steampunk. <laughs> uh Mia is passing a note in class. <gasps> You should, no, don't read it out loud. How dumb is that goddamn teacher? I know. Like, it's it just like, and she does it, keeps doing it in the exact same way, and he never, like, gets wise. You shouldn't She's be teaching not children. not being subtle, yeah. No. The note says that Jesse and his friend are, were claiming to have had a blood orgy with Rose. Yep. The queen... <laughs> the queen shows up. Their queen regularly just shows up at the school. Just to like, to, to just call out a teenager and like, I can't just be shitty to a teenager. Just really <laughs> shitty. And at first I thought like, oh, she's got a plan here. Cause she's like, yeah. shush, darling, not now. I'm like, oh, she's got a plan. This is all like. Yeah, she's going to be important to the overall plot. Nope. 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 Just Julie Richardson needed a paycheck. <laughs> and she is just being real bitchy to Lisa. Yeah, this is, I think, one of the, the worst accent jobs i really don't know what she was going for here uh, who knows Just alien she's a vampire regal. yeah there's no security detail for lissa uh leave or beware is written on the wall mm -hmm. in blood with beware spelled wrong and there's some really uncomfortable licking yep oh that's right natalie licks the wall yeah to see what type of blood it was that's and the way it's done yeah i don't need a close-up of her tongue licking a wall no, that's... and like through the vampire teeth makes it awkward because yeah. like you already have an overbite, yeah. so like trying to get your tongue out past an overbite through vampire fangs, uh, <laughs> awkward. Notice that I'm just listing things that aren't like connected yeah. in any way. This is where I got really frustrated with the editing because, like, it's not like a character. So a character does A mm -hmm. and learns X yeah. because that character learned X. That character therefore does. B. Yeah. In order to acquire Z. It's it's a lot of just these are things that happen. And it and seems no, like a lot of scenes could happen in any particular order. Any order. Any order. And every scene lasts like 30 seconds and you get very little information. And there's no like, when is this? <laughs> yeah, there, How long have we been at school? Another thing on the, the Michael Bay track, like where is a fucking establishing shot? Thank you. There's like five in the movie and they don't really help. Also, I think the fact that, and of course, makes sense. It's a vampire academy. Everything takes place at night, but it all takes place in such like a generic, it seems like it's one really long night. That, most of the movie. it's that. Yeah. Like, so it's like the, what the sense of time is. I, I, I guess the events of the movie take place over a week or the entire school year. Could be either. Don't know. It gets very <laughs> frustrating because you're, especially when you're taking notes, because I'm like trying to connect like, and then yeah. they go here. I don't know. This happens. Also, this happens. Mm -hmm. And I can't say then this happens yeah. and therefore this happens. This and this at some point, this thing, also this thing. 
You know what it is? It's a movie that is entirely a previously on. Where it's just, these are events that happened. Oy. You should know these events. These are all events that happened. It honestly feels like they had a bunch of shit on the cut. Like, it really felt like, feels like when this got to the editor, the editor was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And, like, just had, like, a jigsaw puzzle. That he was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to put these. I guess I'll put kind of an, a slightly more scarier action beat every 10 minutes, uh-huh. I guess. Have one of the scenes where Rose and Captain Mullet Man are training about every five ten minutes oh that mullet that is such a mullet yep um also yeah just lots of training randomly yeah and it doesn't seem to build at all like the movie as a whole so at some point my note just just became a list of scenes because i was like i don't know what's happening training they steal mia's laptop Mm -hmm. which turns out that mia and Liz's brother were banging not quite sure what that has to do with anything and well, I it, really, up until this point, thought that her brother was coming back. Yeah. Did, does the way the the car crash was cut together, I really felt like he's not dead. Yeah. And there's, I think, a very real possibility he comes back in a sequel. Oh, it's not just me. Great. I think that's totally possible. Yeah. Um, and also just the way they dealt with that car, car crash of not really showing enough. So it's like, who really died in that car crash? But what really only caused see that Lissa car crash? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I also thought that like because that car just swerved mm-hmm. right into them, I was like, yeah. Lissa compulsed it. I was like, I really honestly thought mm. Lissa caused that car crash to kill her parents. Whoa. Yeah. You are pitching a much more interesting movie. Was <laughs> <laughs> just like it's it seems like oh it's like a fun like teenage like best friends and then it turns out one of them is fucking evil. Well, Alyssa becomes kind of the bad guy at some point. Yeah. I was like totally justified. Like, yeah, that's right. She mm-hmm. fucking killed her parents. She didn't. No. no, that's just the thing I thought of. No, it was just a drunk driver until I'm sure they retcon it in some sequel. We get more stuff about compulsion, something about bound wrists. Oh, the vampires have their wrists all t- uh, bandaged up. Yeah. And we don't really know why yet. And then when that gets revealed, it's just like, why was that in here? I, that was like, what? Uh. Did not have to happen. More training. Uh, so Rose goes to look for Carp's file, which is empty, mm-hmm. except for a DVD, which has some I mean, like, stuff. 2014, there's no better way to find this file than, like, a, a CD, DVD just falls out of a file. Why is it even in there? Day five of what? That's the other thing yeah. I don't get. Like, day one, day two of what? And, like... Who would label it that vaguely and then only have what a minute of footage and then like the rest is restricted? What, what is that? Who, who watches that? What is the purpose of watching that? Oh, God. So now we get a scene that if we had any sense of what was happening chronologically, maybe would it have been so fucking weird? (laughs) (laughs) But so Liz is walking through the quad she's back with her ex what's his name uh, and Christian is pissed and he says you and I should be together they have not established a romantic thing yet you and I should be together Uh, we also did not establish it was back with her ex but because this is a poorly edited movie fine go for it you you and I should be together you made me think yeah you made me make myself Strigoi attack and then a bunch of Strigoi attack the school dimitri's dead all of a sudden christian turns lissa Li- 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 
dream sequence. Yeah. And it's fine. Sure. But yeah, exactly. When you have no sense of time and place, this could be the climax of the film. For this all could I have know. been. Could have been. It had the uh, desired effect where I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But because I've been saying that for most of the movie yeah. already, it was just pissing me off. But you off. know what? It was like, what the fuck is going on? Something's actually happening. True. Fair. <laughs> That's right. I also thought that I spaced out because I was like, when were you and Christian a thing? Like, when did you they get kind of vaguely meant that they were ex. flirting? But that seems. And then that the, that weirdly makes Rose be angry at that guy for not pursuing Lissa, even though Rose is the one who tried to get him to not do that. Why is she mad at him? Oh, my God. This fucking movie. There's a party. Uh, I mean, like, you could have done something cool with this movie where you take the classic teen movie tropes mm-hmm. like the cafeteria scene yeah. where you introduce the different cliques and the big party mm-hmm. where something dramatic happens over a boy yeah. you could have taken these beats and done something clever with them you could have did you didn't it seems to just kind of lazily meld the two genres of like teenage dramedy and vampire ya together instead of like I think the much more interesting thing, and especially from the people behind Heathers and Mean Girls, would be to like juxtapose those yes. things. Mm-hmm. Is have uh, yeah, a lot of moments where it seems very much like a typical high school movie, but then like have that be very starkly uh, contrasted by, and then somebody is fighting with a silver stake. Like that, yeah. and that's kind of funny and interesting instead of just like. Uh, we're all just kind of moody and taking yourself too seriously. And yeah, everything's serious. Both the vampire hunting and the high school. You got your chocolate and my chocolate. Like it's not even interesting. Get some peanut butter in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are psi hounds coming, but then do not explain at any point in the movie what those are. No, just that. Like at, at one point. Very late in the film, Gabriel Byrne, when spoiler alert, not really, it's revealed he's the big bad, is like, oh, they're very hard to train, but really worth it. Like, what? Okay. Why Why do you have to have magical dogs? Uh, there's a dead cat in her backpack. It was, it was her cat. I know. Okay. I'm just saying. It was there. That's a thing that happened. Well, not therefore or because, but just it happened. Right. Uh, we get a flashback. Ms. Carp lets the girls out of her trunk, helps them, help them escape from the school. This was actually one of the most exciting moments in the movie because I realized what I remembered Ms. Carp from was the crowd. Not the actual, the film wasn't exciting. I just like, oh, that's where I know that actress from. From what? The crown. What is that? The Netflix show about Elizabeth the first. Uh, so Lissa tries to bring back her cat and gets all these cuts on her arms. <gasps> and. Bum, bum, bum. Very suddenly, quick cut, we're at a meeting with the headmistress and the whole faculty. Who edited this? <laughs> the I, story may not be terrible, uh, but the editor is. Yeah, it, it has very, a very similar like Suicide Squad syndrome where it's just like, what, what, what where, is any how, of this? Is this what also is, a dream? How is this all related? What, what is time and space? Was that a dream? Were we telling a story and now we're in a thing? Is this the past, present, or future? <laughs> I don't know where we are. Oh, look, an Asian man. <laughs> what? i was just like really like oh it was like it's just a bunch of white people and there's like one asian guy in like the council meeting i was like oh oh we're back to talking about the movie yeah okay <laughs> i thought you were talking about in my living room <laughs> oh there's an asian man 
Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to come join the podcast, sir? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Rose says, show me Carp's Day 6 tape. And she finds out she chose to become Strigoi because the pain of not choosing a major, not, yeah. not choosing which magic you practice. Well, yeah, it gives you that great. itchy arm. Because <laughs> it really makes your arm itch. You guys, the, the lesson here is choose a major in college. That's how that was. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> it's really important to choose a major. <laughs> Uh, uh, also like interesting that like it's kind of saying like yeah it's really important that you um pigeonhole yourself to one thing and not branch out and be good at lots of things it's like the (laughs) anti-divergent yeah it's like you know what i think the uh the oppressive totalitarian uh, society and divergent they were right you just you you stick to your category Stay in your lane, vampires. (laughs) It's weird to hear that Rose is not questioning any of this. That she's not like... Because at this point, she's we're just like, Carp chose to become Strigoi. And no one's saying why. And Rose really should be the one going, why? Like, they seem to kind of like, or at least like, not hate this person and definitely not think that she was evil. So, I don't know. After um, Rose has her meeting with the faculty, Lissa immediately has hers, and the faculty just tells her everything Rose said. Like this is this really is when you go to talk to the principal in high school. That's yeah. what they do. That like, I had to go to the principal once because I was like, look, this guy uh, is just he's really like m- giving me a hard time, yeah. and even the teachers won't stop it. And like, I I need you to put a stop Step to this because he was straight up being like offensive. Mm. And the principal just brought him in and was like, stop doing that. In while he was in a class with me, so he just came back to class and he's like, "You fucking told on me." I'm like, "God damn it!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did. Also, you gonna stop? No, it's only gonna make it worse. Thanks. Great. This learned a valuable everybody. lesson yeah. that uh, snitches get stitches. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So Christian and Rose researched Vladimir. Mm-hmm. This movie thinks it's being. Um, it's one of those movies where like there's a, a, a whole genre of movies where like. I'm going to show a physically strong female doing martial arts. Now it's feminist. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Mm-mm. Similarly, this movie is like, look, Rose can kick butt. Feminist. And you're like, no, because she's quite often very damselly for no goddamn reason. And also, literally in this scene, when Christian's like, Lissa's acting crazy. Rose says, a female who lives off blood and magic is going to have mood swings. It's never the girl's fault. What? Yeah, that what? line did bother me. What? Yeah, it's never the girl's fault, even when it is. It's like, are you a fucking shitty 80s comedian? What? what it's, you- I mean, and this this line is tantamount to being like, yeah, she's on her period. You don't get it. She's stupid got mood boy. swings. Uh, so she's allowed to act crazy. Nope. Oh. No. This is tantamount to being like, you're in a bad mood. What are you on your period? Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. And there's a way where it could be like really sardonic as like a quip in response to something, but it's just the way it's presented in the film is like weird and out of nowhere and very like 
they like, highlight it. They're yeah, like, we need everything it. to stop and get close up on this moment. Like, yes. Don't get, no. no. He calls her psychotic. She calls him a creep. And then it's the next morning and he's hugging her goodbye. Oh, cool. Editing is a thing that they didn't do or did too much of. <laughs> exactly. Like everything in this movie. Either not enough or way too much. If the whole like psycho, psycho creep, if that was like affectionate, playful mm-hmm. banter, no yeah. one told the actors that. Nope. Because it was not playing for that. And then like hard cut next morning, we're having a hug. What? What? I feel like there's some kind of connective tissue missing. Speaking of connective tissue... See, now that's what they're for. That's yeah. a thing. We're, so speaking of connective tissue, Rose's ankle. Mm-hmm. What happens here? What is this next sequence of sinkings? I have no idea. It literally took me watching it twice and then like <laughs> looking through Wikipedia to figure out. Okay. So. Wait, let me explain what happens, and then you okay. can tell me like wh- what it means. What it means. What all this means. <laughs> like, I'm going to explain what we see, yeah. and then you tell me like why. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Rose is chasing after Alyssa. Mm-hmm. She twists her ankle and like a divot in the sidewalk that appears out of nowhere. Magic. I don't know. That's a theory of mine. Yep. Breaks her. An- Ankle compound fracture also looks like a glamour, like not a real thing because Mm -hmm. bad CGI. But I don't know. That could just be bad CGI. (laughs) And then magically, we hard cut to the uh, like a hospital where Lissa's better, but eating everyone. Like, and they sort of like, she's been eating so many people, like, but no explanation why. Mm -hmm. And Rose's ankle doesn't, it's done. It was never hurt in the first place. Doesn't need to heal. She's fine. Yeah. What? Why? Okay. <laughs> What's the outfit? So, 20 minutes later in the film, they establish, like, the whole big bad and his whole plan is to get Lissa to become a better healer, to embrace the spirit power. Some people hear it. Some people fear it. Some people just won't go near it. Shows on me and I got the truth. Spirit is the key to unlock the tree. You. So... <laughs> Gabriel Byrne, that's his plan. He's the one behind the cat and the fox. Spoiler alert, guys. Really don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's established that his and well it's not no, it's not established. You figure out eventually at some point. <laughs> Nothing is established. You kind of piece together that his magic is earth magic. Again, because we're in the last airbender as well as Twilight. Um <laughs> So, well, with his magic earth, at the end where he gets so unceremoniously defeated by a brick. <laughs> no, really? Yes. <laughs> it's real bad, guys. This movie is real bad. What? So, 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 so. <laughs> you, you, you figure out that's his magic. So he does create the whole is real. It is done by him, I assume. Again, I assume because the movie does not tell us this directly. He makes it to purposefully injure her because he's like, uh, it didn't work with the cat or the fox. Maybe if I injure a person, she'll heal her friend. And that's what Lissa does off screen. We do not see this. They do not tell us directly. She just finds out that her foot is fine because it's been healed by Lissa. That's why she needs to drink a bunch of blood because it takes a lot out of you to heal. Again, this is all stuff I figured out backwards 
from like watching it twice and looking at Wikipedia and trying to piece it together. The movie does not tell you this. Uh, it could in two lines of dialogue. It would have made it so much better. Yes. Like it really would have improved my experience watching this movie to understand that. And it, because I swear to God, like my notes are just what, 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 what. Well, yeah, and especially the way it's shot that like the the ankle twist and like all of a sudden waking up, it does feel very dream like it's it's like for five seconds the movie just became a David Lynch film and then went back to normal. I honestly thought that like Lissa created the vision or the feeling of Rose breaking her ankle because mm-hmm. she was she was pissed off at her, she didn't want her chasing her anymore. Yeah. So it never really broke. Rose just thought it did yeah. because Lissa fucked with her head. Yeah. Which in the context of that scene makes more sense because that's what's going on is like she's confronting her about using this like weird mental power it's not established that anybody's been using earth magic to sabotage things and make holes in the ground that's not established it's and it's only like you can kind of figure it out later so that yeah it's yeah that interpretation makes so much more sense with what the movie shows you but it's not true i think I really don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we have more important things to talk about because the dance is tonight and we're going shopping. Oh, vampires be shopping. Again, this, I mean, like both of those mm-hmm. things, the dance and like the shopping spree, yeah. teen movie tropes. Like mm-hmm. uh, it would be interesting if yeah. you did something with that. Yeah. Even if it's uh, as doofy as having the typical like let's try and stuff montage but have it be related to vampire shit sure like have it be very be steampunk and then yeah. like do a hard cut to other girls in the dressing room that are wearing mm-hmm. normal human stuff yeah. going like what the fuck yeah that i mean yeah no mm-hmm. but nope they just they just go shopping at some point rose sees a dress and goes the that is my dress and she says a necklace, and she says that is my necklace, but it's over a thousand dollars. So you can get it. was like twelve thousand dollars. It seemed like oh, a ridiculous 12, price. And I'm, I know there is children that cost that, of course. Sure, but for a teenager, yeah, yeah no. no. And then, like, they make such a big deal out of this dress. It is just a black dress. Okay, thank you. I, don't, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if I was just like maybe I'm just a guy and I don't get it, but it seemed like yeah, have- she looks good in it. She, but it's, it's a very, plain black dress. It's very flattering. I have three like it in my yeah. closet. And also, like, it's it's flattering because it fits her very well. Right. You wouldn't be able to tell that just from looking at it from across the room. Like, you'd be like, I think that would look good on me. No, like, not on like, a hanger? That is my dress. No, on a hanger, you're like, huh, I'm not sure. Like, I'll yeah, put let it me on. try that on. Yeah. yeah. Not- if it was on a mannequin, like, I've definitely gone mm-hmm. to a store and seen a dress on a mannequin. Like, <gasps> that, like yeah. that one. But you know what it wasn't? Plain black little Plain dress. Black dress. Yeah. And like, why you set it up like that? And they don't even do a reveal. Even if it was like, oh, it's not really that impressive of a dress, but they at least treat it as if it is later on. It's like, what's this dress going to be? And it's like, oh, she just walks in and I guess it's that plain black dress she's wearing. Okay. Or if the big deal that like this, you know, badass mm-hmm. fighter chick that's always wearing yeah. gym clothes is mm-hmm. in a hot black dress. Yeah. Also acceptable. Yeah. But, like, everyone's just kind of dressed vaguely hot in a, like, hot topic meets steampunk kind of way that just changing outfits doesn't really have that much of an effect on any of the characters. The lack of dance wear, like, being a thing. Because usually, again, in movies like this, like, you're going to have a dress that you're like, whoa. It's like the Buffy prom episode when you're like, Mm -hmm. whoa, girl. Or even um, Prophecy Girl. 
Oh yeah, the yeah. white dress, which yeah. I, I still feel is like a looks like a nightgown, but, but like yeah. did you know? The fact that this doesn't have any of that just makes it kind of feel low budget. Yeah. That they couldn't afford better clothes. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't make an interesting, unique dress. They're just like, let's find something that fits them well. Yeah. We're all going to JCPenney, guys. And I don't know, maybe maybe that is a more recent trend in like prom wear that like there's more casual dresses. Oh that my they... god, no. Have you seen prom dresses recently? They're were a dick. Okay. So it's not. So I, I was almost trying to give it credit. It's, no. Yeah. Why, no. Why would I make that mistake? <laughs> Vampire Academy. <laughs> Natalie gives Rose the necklace she wanted, says it's from her dad. Mm-hmm. They go walking into the dance. Uh, the boys literally do a spit take with blood. I would love that moment if that was a moment that made sense in this film. Or if it wasn't played seriously. Yeah. Like if they were like, this is ridiculous, right? We're doing a spit take with blood. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh man. That's gross. Yeah. Um, also, the girls literally bear their fangs. Yeah. And again, funny if you're making a point about girls being catty with each other. Mm-hmm. But when you take it super seriously, it just kind of seems like you're saying something. Sh- I mean, you're it's just shitty. Yeah. And I, there is a way to make this where... It is it is a little bit more comedic without making it like let's say the Buffy movie where nothing is is serious. There's a way to have it be funny but still have stakes. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> but like they they are in this weird middle zone where everything kind of feels the same. Mm. There's there's nothing that's really like high school is vampire shit. It's not really different. There's a couple times they say it is, but it's not. It all feels the same. Mm-hmm. It all feels of the same cloth. So there's no there's no juxtaposition, which is the inherently interesting thing about this concept. It you know what it, it makes me think of Harry Potter mm-hmm. and how like you've got school shit, you've yeah. got bullies, and you've got homework, and you've got the mean teacher, and you've yeah. got your favorite teacher, and mm-hmm. you've got tri- love triangles and that kind of thing, but. You also have Voldemort, and sometimes yeah. you're like, okay, but this high school shit, mm-hmm. low stakes compared to yeah. fucking Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Not, don't fuck Voldemort. It'd <laughs> be terrible. Maybe he's very gentle. I don't know. I mean, I do feel like noses get in the way. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Take that however you want, stackers. <laughs> Went to a scary visual place. <laughs> So uh, Mason, is, we haven't talked about before. Mason is Rose's guy friend. Oh yeah, yeah, shameless guy. Who's also in? Um, like he fights with her and kicks her ass the first time. Yeah, and whatever. He's, and he's. I was very unclear until late in the movie whether he was. Basically, once she calls him Ducky, I kind of got it, but it was kind of unclear whether he had an unrequited crush. Or was her gay best friend? Yes. Very, and, yeah, yeah, unclear. And that's, that seems like there's gotta be an easier way to, to make that clear. It's two very stock trope characters and you can't even like get them clear. I did like this guy. Yeah. I, um, I like him as an actor. He's the only one that looks like a fucking vampire. He, he is very pale. Mm. <laughs> I also just think like his acting had a subtlety that the writing didn't deserve. Yeah. Yeah, he was really trying to do his best with yeah, the what, little that was given. What he got. Uh, he makes Jesse and Aaron apologize. He's friend-zoned, which is a yeah. shame. Gets a kiss on the cheek. I, I guess. See, I just kind of liked him. and when it, I mean, maybe yeah. later, because the dominant... 
Dimitri, whatever. That doesn't work Mama. out. Maybe she ends up with Mason, pale boy. Well, and, it, and it definitely it's nice because he, he doesn't seem to be like super whiny about it. Like, I deserve to be with you. It's right. more like, hey, I'm into you. Do you want to? No? Okay. And yeah. And like when she's, he's like, ah, crap. Uh, <laughs> that <darn>. sucks. <laughs> it's not like, oh, you're ruining my life. Girls suck. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa runs off. Rose punches Mia. Is this that that was kind of hilarious? That punch. <laughs> There's just something about it. Just like okay, I guess you just fucking punch that girl out. Uh, I like that while she's being escorted out, and Christian's like, "What do I do?" I do like this line. Like, oh, if only there was some secret place she went to when she was sad. <laughs> <laughs> she has a point. Yeah, <laughs> you're being dumb. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of attitude this movie could have used a lot more of. Yeah. Being a little like cute and clever and like the, the characters kind of being aware of like, yeah, we're teenagers and it's kind of bullshitty, but we're, we're here anyway. Almost like a, a Juno vibe, but not quite mm. as stylized, maybe something a little bit more akin to that. And I think a lot of the cast would have worked better in that kind of movie instead yeah. of whatever this was trying to be. This is also a way to like not give exposition, but like. Instead of saying, well, Lissa goes to the church when she is sad, so maybe you should check the church. Just the sarcasm here, like, no, that works. That made it organic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lissa is kidnapped. The headmistress, Rose gives the headmistress a sedative, and this is where we get, I hate this so much. Like, I hate this so much. Oh, what part? As she's passing out, I would have been fine with half this line. It's just that she keeps going. Yeah. As she passes out, she mumbles, I could have been a model. A man in Milan gave me his card when I was 16. I mean, like, you go from it's being like... It's a button on a button on a button. Yeah. he. I mean, like, you go from being like, ah, uh, uh, I could have been a model and I'm going to keep talking now for the rest of my life, even though I'm supposed to I'm going to deliver this entire monologue as I fall asleep. The, I mean, I could have been a model. I laughed out loud because I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? And I did like the move of just like... I'm I'm gonna prepare this syringe and then immediately just giving it back to her. That's a cool move. Great, yeah, that's And then fine. I have a little button of like, oh I could have been a model. Fall great. Would have been a nice little moment. Yeah. But then a man in Milan, not even a man in Milan gave his gave me his card. A man in Milan gave me his card when I was sixteen. 16. What? I don't need to know your backstory. <laughs> There's enough <laughs> shitty exposition in this movie <laughs> to find out about the headmistress's unrequited dreams. <laughs> So Rose goes to Dimitri, and they immediately start doing it. Sweet sassy molassy. And burn the dress. To, like, rip that dress off her and burn it. But that's her destined dress. She was born to wear that dress. Oh, and then, like, so you they figure out it's a necklace, it's a love charm, and they rip it off, and it was from Victor and Natalie. Yeah. This, I mean, like, this did... Like the fake out got me. Mm. We're like the second, like she goes over and she's like, Liz has been kidnapped. Let's fuck. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is happening right now? It's like, this movie is almost going so bad to crazy. I'm into it. We're just like, <laughs> I don't know. This? this is not motivated, but fuck it. These characters are just going to fuck now. Your okay. best friend's going to die. It's like time to get boned. <laughs> Love charm of the necklace. Yeah. Okay. Also, it just seems like with this and the Psyhounds, which yes, they said Psyhounds earlier. But it just seems like, oh, so, like, other types of magic exist aside from, like, you know, the Captain Planety spirit stuff. There's love charms. 
and scyhounds, which are magic creatures. Yeah, it's weird because in the beginning, when they and like we kind of jumped over the magic classes when they were yeah. giving us the narration exposition of Doom. They're like, yeah, if you're a Maroi, you can use magic of earth, air, fire, and water. Mm-hmm. And we find out later, spirit. Yeah, and that's the, a new one, but not, but yeah. secret, but not. So yeah, and then there's more stuff. And it's like, well, if there's more stuff, don't act so shocked when yeah. there's a fifth element. <laughs> Again, another movie that this is, it rips off from. And it's love. Here is my least favorite part of the movie. Mm. Rose literally says, she literally says, the bad guy is Victor. <laughs> yep. I have that written down too. <laughs> the bad guy is Victor. The bad guy is Victor. I think she uses the full name, Victor Dashkoff. Yes, she does. Even... You don't know that you're in a movie. You're not and, aware. Okay. Maybe have it maybe have that be the conceit of this movie is that if it's gonna be narrated by the Zoidoge character, have her kind of be like, I'm narrating this as if I'm in a movie. Like, there's kind of that flavor in, in Mean Girls at points. Sure. If you had that flavor, this would be a fine line. But you don't. It just seems like, fuck it. This guy's the bad guy, folks. Yeah, you're We're not, almost done. You're like not being meta. You know, the kidnapper is yeah. Victor or the person who did this. is like mm-hmm. the bad guy. Find out that Victor was testing Lissa. He's sick. He wants her to heal him. Okay, so they don't they don't want to be facing Lissa because if she makes eye contact with you, she can compulse you, mm-hmm. um, which just sounds like an STD. Yeah. Um, but so they send in a blind air magic person who's to, great at torture, great at torture to blow in her ear. I think what they're trying to say he's doing is taking the air from her lungs. No, that's later. He starts by blowing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to, there's no other way to say this. I'm so sorry. He starts by blowing and then he sucks. I think he sucks throughout. Let's be honest. <laughs> and the name of this terrifying character, Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth, the blind torture. <laughs> uh, you know what this reminded me of? It's like, oh. You know where they did this kind of concept much better? In the Buffyverse. Remember uh, uh, first series uh, or first season of Angel? There's the whole Angel gets the ring. Spike wants it back. And then there's the torture guy. Mm-hmm. Much creepier. That torture yep. guy. And that episode, like, you know, 10, 12 years, 15 years before this movie. Much creepier. Much more effective than in this major Hollywood release film that they made. Kenneth. 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 Uh, so she like just heals Victor right away. Just, mm-hmm. just for stakes, tension, yeah. conflict. Nope. Heal him. Just, he- just do yeah. it. Just heal it. And like, she's, she doesn't, doesn't seem to do that much like to her. It's like, oh. No, the idea that this might kill her and she's like, done. There's. Cool. You're, you're good. See you later, Victor. To your health. Mm-hmm. The Dimitri, we've even barely talked about this guy. Well, cause um, like he, he, he's he's like the the mom in the room where yep. he just has the same scene with the main character or one of the main characters about once every five to fifteen minutes. Training, more training. Yeah, training again. Training. Oh, maybe there's some sexual tension. 
Oh, maybe there's some sexual tension. She has more chemistry with Mason. She is, I mean, anybody would have more chemistry than with that mulleted man. Um, sorry to our Russian listeners. He's apparently a big deal in Russia. Oh, is um, he? Yeah. Yeah. He's just a, I mean, like, he's he's large. <laughs> he is large. <laughs> he's he's a walking brick wall. Like, he's yeah. just, that's what he does. He he is large, mm-hmm. is what he does in this. <laughs> um, he fights very well. Yeah. Um, but... He lacks a neck and um, personality. A personality. <laughs> yeah. Both things I, I look for in a significant other. <laughs> Necks. Like a good personality. Neck. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not saying, guys, if you don't have a neck, that you're you're. It's a, a deal breaker, but I prefer necks. <laughs> Pro neck. Yep. Yeah. Pro neck, anti nose. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm gonna find you love, Mike. Uh, so yeah, so Dimitri, our, this this romantic lead that we're into for some reason, says, "Stay in the car. You'll only get in the way." Awesome. Cool. Why do we like him? Yeah, because he's broody and distant, I guess. And that so Christian says, "What did he mean by that?" And Rose says, "That was a girl from another time. She was a novice." You're clearly referring to yourself from the beginning of this yeah. movie that maybe was an hour ago, maybe two weeks. I'm not quite sure. Some amount of time. <laughs> so that statement would mean something if you had an arc, but yeah. you don't. Just things tend to happen in a, I guess, eventually decided upon order. I don't see you getting like progressively better. There is the running thing of like, oh, I'm going to inspect your Clouseau's style try to attack you but every time it's rebuffed exactly the same yep he i think once or twice he's like oh you're getting better i uh, sure looks like they're fighting just the same as they did at minute 20 at minute exact same and definitely worse than when we first met her yeah exactly <laughs> it's hard to think like oh she's really getting better when she was taking down guys left and right granted they weren't red-eyed strigoys but i don't fucking care uh we never learned that strigoys are particularly stronger than Dampier's just that they'll kill you. Okay. That's that's more just me like, I'm going to have to assume that's the case. (laughs) Yeah, you just another thing that is not explained, but let's make sure we know the headmistress's backstory. Yes. (laughs) That's of vital importance. Uh, There's another guardian out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. I guess was with him the whole time. Another car? I don't know. Oh, yeah. But like Dimitri has like a partner suddenly. Yeah, maybe she was in the background. The evil guy, I remember being at the mall. <laughs> Why is it so funny? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> That's how fucking stupid this movie is. Like that. That is is the most I can give you on a character. This film. I remember the evil guy being at the ball. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just randomly in a sense. You guy at the mall. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So Lissa um, says, I believe you could fly and compulses the guy to jump out the window, which I, I that's great. Yeah. That's a great that's way cool. for her to use her powers. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck left her alone with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like they know they were trying to take special precautions. And here's the thing. Put a fucking blindfold on her. She had one at the beginning of the scene and they took it off. Why? Like, Why? Keep her handcuffed and blindfolded. What? 
I do like imagining that when he went out, um, that they had to cut a line of him just going, Wee! <laughs> oh, I believe you can fly. I believe you can touch the sigh hound. Transition. Wonderful transition. Seamless. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Just like this movie. <laughs> we, we get the sigh hounds uh, with crappy CGI werewolf. Apparently, they originally shot with actual dogs. The director didn't like it and just replaced them digitally with CG. And that turned out so much better, I guess. Oh, gosh, those men have been crappy dogs. Yeah, I, I really that, I that kind of pisses footage. me off because I'm like, those dogs and their trainer, like, do you know how much work it takes for movies to have live animals mm-hmm. on set? And their trainers and precautions and then people to watch the trainers and the dogs to make sure there's no animal cruelty. You go through all that trouble mm-hmm. and be like, fuck it, cover it up with crappy CGI. That's like uh, with the, the remake, well, the sequel slash remake of the remake of the thing. Apparently it tried to do most of the effects practically, but then decided to just cover all that up in CG. Do that. Practical no. effects are so much Especially better. Especially with that fucking franchise. Like, this whole thing about the John Carpenter one is that it's like an icon of great practical effects. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, it is better than Buffy Fat Puppy, I will say. <laughs> yeah. I even, like, I checked. I, go- I Google image searched uh, Oz's werewolf to be like, is that as bad as I remember? It is. The yeah. CGI werewolf is way better than Fat Puppy. Uh, Victor gives all the exposition and kills all the tension. They won't attack until I give the word. Great. So there's no stakes here. I'm not worried about Lissa at all because you just told me you don't need to worry about that character. She's not in danger. Yeah. Thanks. Who wrote this shit? They say Dimitri is a god. Well, I'm an atheist with a big gun. Fine. Fine. Maybe if this character had been established uh, other than evil guy at mall. Sure. When they open the door, Dimitri ducks and lets the girl get shot. Yes, <laughs> right? Like, like, it looks like that was his plan. His plan was to say, fuck this bitch <laughs> and let the other girl get shot so that he can duck behind her. This is our, our male lead, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. This is a guy whose who's main like, plan is shit. like, uh, cower while someone else takes a bullet for you. And stay here. You'll just get in the way, you girl. <laughs> I can't use you as a human shield effectively yet. <laughs> And I, I guess maybe you're supposed to think, oh, she's wearing the body armor, so maybe that was a plan they worked out together. What if you had shot her in the fucking head? Fair, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just so weird the way that's done to just really deflate one of your main characters instead of like, there's got to be a way to shoot that where it doesn't look like he's hiding. It, it's like, oh, in order to get the door open, he had to move, and then that put her in the way. And she got shot, and he's like, oh, no! And then that makes yeah. him a sympathetic character as opposed to a conniving asshole. Or just not, that he just didn't know this was coming. This, he yeah. totally looks like he's like, oh, no, I know it's about to happen. Oh, yeah, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> Christian refuses to or can't cast fire, mm-hmm. which we've seen him do before. But it not it's only in a classroom setting. But he in the classroom setting, he did it to a guy that was bullying Yeah, and lit him Rose. fully on fire. Yeah. yeah. So at this point in the movie, I really thought he was evil and just like, I can't attack Victor because yeah. I'm on his side. That, that would be slightly interesting. So, of course, <laughs> so clearly, of course clearly that's not what happens. Now, when the, the helicopter lands here, because um, there's a helicopter for some reason, uh, I, I honestly don't remember why. They need to keep Lissa 
like around to constantly heal Victor. But so the, they're taking her away from the school. And okay, so okay, so they're at the school, and they couldn't have done this earlier for some reason. Some reason. For some reason. For some reason. Um, <laughs> when the helicopter started coming down, I was like, you know what? This movie could save everything. Oh. If that helicopter was Marine One, and out of that helicopter <laughs> came Jimmy fucking Carter. <laughs> Wouldn't that yes. have been amazing <laughs> if somehow so great. that had tied together? Yes. Jimmy fucking Carter. It just uh, has like a shotgun. And that's like, why the iPhone 5 is impressive because yeah. it's, it's Jimmy Carter. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like cock and goes like, I'm here to help. <laughs> great. Uh So we get the most interesting moment of the movie and then just fly through it real yeah. quick. Uh, Victor refuses to shoot Lissa because mm-hmm. that's his uh, insurance card. Mm-hmm. And Rose refuses to let Lissa protect her. So they're yeah. so like Rose is like, I'm in front of mm-hmm. you. And Lissa's like, no, let me protect you. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. They let, stay on it for all of two seconds. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been interesting here that like the whole thing, Rose protects Lissa. Mm-hmm. And we don't really get an explanation why, except for like, I'm a damn peer. That's what I do. Yeah. And it, even when she's being Shadow bitchy, kiss. she's like, I'm, it's my job to guard you. And even when the mm-hmm. teachers are like, you're not a guardian yet. She's like, I am. And is, I will give, lay down my life for Lissa. Mm-hmm. If at this point the tables turned yeah. and now Lissa's guarding Rose. Mm-hmm. That might actually be a fucking character arc. We can't have that shit in here. <laughs> nope. That does not happen at all. If anything, characters must go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> So Victor just shoots Christian, and then Dimitri takes down Victor. Just no effort. Just yeah. we go through this whole movie, get to the bad guy, and it's just whamp, he's down. It's yep. fine. And there's like an almost kind of cool moment that the effects weren't so shitty, where the the Psy hounds are jumping, and then you know Wheeler lights them on fire. So like, oh, that'd be kind of cool if I cared. Yeah, and also because we've seen it before. Like, this isn't like yeah. he's been struggling this whole movie to cast mm-hmm. fire, yeah. and now when it's important, he does it. No, it's the first thing we saw him do. It would be like if Singer movie was about a porn star. And for like two thirds of the movie, he's just constantly having porn star sex. Then, like, 10 minutes before the end, he's like, oh, I can't, I just can't. And then he does at the end. <laughs> That's not impressive, guys. <laughs> Uh, Lissa feeds from Rose so that she has the energy to save Christian. Mm-hmm. Being like, fuck it, I don't care if everyone knows that we're gay. I mean, that would be no. cool. I mean, like, again, if it had overtones mm-hmm. of this idea of like, yeah. we're hiding our love from, I mean, it kind of does. Like, we're yeah, it's, hi- it's one of those that definitely feels like it's, it's on the edge of kind of like the, the queer baiting thing where it's like, you can read it this way. We're not going to really say it, but you could totally read it this way if you want. It, it would be great if they yeah. would go full in and be like, we're hiding our love mm-hmm. from the world. Yeah. Blood horror. The mm-hmm. fact that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and at the end, it's like, no, I don't care who knows. Yeah. We're a thing. They really need to commit more to the, whatever the relationship is between those two characters. Cause I don't, I think they have a decent chemistry together and the movie is, supposed to be about them right and their relationship but it's not really because i don't really ever know what their relationship is why they're friends as outside of just like duty mm-hmm. and what's at stake at any particular point it seems like oh they're kind of mad at each other oh she doesn't like the magic i guess their relationship needs to be strong because that i think that's the central relationship of the film 
But because of every problem this movie has, it's just very weak. Rose comes off as an employee. Yeah, as like a chipper employee. Mm -hmm. Where it should be like their sisters. And yeah, maybe there's an arc where Lissa kind of takes Rose for granted. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of, through the actions of the film, Lissa appreciates her more. And then what you were saying about, like, it's a a meaningful moment when she has to try to protect Rose. Like, oh, that's interesting that that she was able to kind of, like, get over herself and realize what a great friend she's had this whole time. Mm -hmm. And there are things you could say, oh, that's what this means. Maybe that's what it was trying to say Mm -hmm. in the film, but it didn't. It just seems like, oh, they're kind of friendly, but they're supposed to be best of friends. And the weird sexual thing about, like, what looks like an orgasm from Mm -hmm. you sucking on my neck, and then people call me a blood whore, and Lissa at no point, like, coming to her defense, because Mm -hmm. it's all coming down on Rose, not on Lissa. That would have been interesting if they explored, Mm -hmm. like, why didn't you stick up for me, or, like... Instead, Lissa actually just gets mad at Rose. Like, you let them find out? Like, Mm -hmm. fuck you. She's the one getting bullied. Yeah. Rose passes out basically off screen. Yeah. She just falls over. Lissa saves Christian, and then she immediately passes out. And neither Christian nor Dimitri look concerned at all that these girls are just, like, maybe dead. Yeah, there's just, like, three people passed out, possibly dead uh, on the lawn here. And they're all kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, and this is a, about where we get the fantastic reminder of the mom subplot, which I think was li- literally mentioned once in the film before. Oh, Rose's, Rose's mom, mom was a great dampier, or is a great dampier. But only and communicates Ro- with the telegrams. Yeah, and but Rose could never live up to it. Then she gets a telegram and says, proud mom. Mm-hmm. That plot's done, I guess. You don't have to include everything from the book. Yeah, maybe that's the plot in your second movie. Sure, great. Instead of just, like, wasting 20 seconds of screen time that could have vitally been used anywhere else. Let's say Morehead Mistress backstory. What what was it like for her in her 20s? (laughs) So at this point, this is when I uh, checked my time and realized, fuck me, I still have 20 minutes left. I'm going to pause this, play a little Tetris, get my brain back to where it needs to be. Uh, Dimitri says, I'm not interested in you. Then we find out there has to be some attraction. So, oh, they really are into each other. And it's just like, fine, whatever. This is just a rehash of, you know, what happened on Buffy with Angel and Buffy and what happened in Twilight between Edward and Bella, where it's like the older guy and the younger girl. And, oh, it's forbidden and vampire shit. We like it when it's Angel. Yeah, because that was the first time it was done, not the ninth. It's fine. It, was a lot, also, it felt a lot fresher. Done well. Yeah. Well, that too. That helps. Maybe it was done well. It'd be like, ah, it's a little cliched, but eh, it's done well. Sure. Uh, Victor wants to talk. He says, you were shadow kissed. You died in that accident, but Lissa brought you back. Mm-hmm. I do. This is, I will say, this is a good shot we're Mm -hmm. we're watching rose's reaction to whatever victor is saying and you just see the security guards out of focus behind her just drop out that is a that is one really cool shot yeah it's the only time there's a good shot in this film and i'm just like oh fuck something's coming i didn't expect it at some point there's the line it's ironic considering considering what considering i'll have to kill you several things chick from modern family 
I like you in Modern Family, but your delivery of that was terrible. I know you're trying. You're trying so hard. As here. a scary villain, maybe not the little girl from Modern Family. Tiny Tot. Also, that line doesn't make sense. What part of it is ironic? Maybe it's like Alanis Morissette, ironic. Maybe that's immediately. I was just... So Natalie's a stromboli or whatever. <laughs> uh, butt stuff. <laughs> she, she's the red eye. Uh, needs sleep Shrugoy, people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she says, I was so sad and weak and a loser, but now I'm perfect. They just have red eyes. I mean, you were great before. Yeah. You were pretty damn hot. So. Yeah, well, you, oh, you don't need glasses anymore? <laughs> you heard a fucking contact? <laughs> Mike is a glasses wearer is very offended. <laughs> I am twenty twenty, so I'm name. clearly the coolest person. Oh yeah. Watch out, everybody. We've established that I'm super cool. Yep. Eyesight's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Kenneth's so lame. <laughs> what? Kenneth. Kenneth. Yeah. I said Canada. <laughs> That's why Kenneth is so lame. What is ice? Bunch of blindos. <laughs> is, Whoa, ice has to do of, with Canada. Some weird, very ill-informed opinions. <laughs> do they just have like notoriously bad? I don't get it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> what? Oh, eyes freeze. This is that movie. It's just like random facts. <laughs> yep. It's like, what, so Canadians have frozen eyes? What the, when was this established? <laughs> it's just like, eyesight's cool, Canada's a thing, it's cold there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I have to backwards, oh, so Gabriel Byrne made it cold in Canada. So that... <laughs> uh, speaking of Gabriel Byrne, did it, connected it. Dimitri uh, takes out Victor with one blow. Well, I love it too, because it's like, oh, this is going to be some great battle between this, this like, old magic wielding Maroi in the in the top uh dampier it's like i'm gonna get the first brick red bonk bonk now when you said the thing about earth power yeah is that was that supported by the wikipedia article i believe so because it mentions in the in the end that he he's he's definitely the one who who gets the brick it's not just like a brick brick that falls so that's where i kind of pieced it together but again (laughs) I mean, this is just the best I could cobble together what the movie is trying to say. It's just so lame. Okay. Rose, speaking of lame, connected it, did it, yeah. take notes movie. That's how you do it. Uh, Rose is super damselly and then just suddenly not for no reason. And yet still doesn't even fucking kill the modern family. It's... Oh. Uh, Dimitri is just suddenly super concerned over Rose, yeah. who is uninjured. He yeah. has no reason to be concerned. She's just there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, Rose, Rosa, Rosa. I'm like, she's fine. Yeah. She didn't even get hit. What and are you doing? Like, taking care of the 15-year-old tweeny bopper Strigoi. If there's a Strigoi, she can probably take on her own. I think it's that one, Dimitri. Rosa, my Rosa, talk to me, my Rosa. What? Now he's Italian. She is my arrows uh unearned um, <laughs> i got so upset about this at this point because i'm yelling at my screen like what she's fine that <laughs> the cat woke up <laughs> jumped onto my lap and was very concerned over my well-being <laughs> the cat was just like trying to calm me down she's your damn peer what's wrong mom mom what's wrong what's going on Lissa gives a speech 
she interrupts the princess or the queen or whatever, which is great. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. She says, no more bad blood. Get it. He guys, he get it. You get it. His blood is blood. Blood. No more bad blood. And then blood, blood. By Vlad. <laughs> no more Vlad blood. Bloody blood blood. Vampires. <laughs> Uh, Dimitri is doing Tai Chi in all black with floppy hair. Fuck you. You stole that from Angel. We've seen that. His oh, name is have Angel. we seen that before? He's straight up doing Tai Chi in all black with floppy hair. Uh, I know that character. Yep. He says, I can't love you because then I won't protect the princess. I'll only be concerned with you. She says, kiss me just one last time. And then she flips him. And that would be satisfying if I that relationship <laughs> yeah, had mattered yeah, to me. And I actually believed they had chemistry. Nope. And yeah. Uh, and then there's a the fucking crow. I don't know. That fucking ending shot where it's like, oh, no, look, it's the crow. It's it's leaving not Hogwarts. And she tries to call it to her like it's a friend. Yeah. Where did that come from? Again, that would be like an interesting thing if this had like kind of a meta quality throughout and it's like her kind of commenting on like this is what would happen in a normal like fantasy film. It's like, ooh, now I've got like a uh, a magical uh, furry friend or whatever. Like, oh, I guess I don't. But <laughs> in the tone of this film, it just feels like, yeah. where did that joke come from? That's not from this movie. Yeah, that's I mean, like you could do so much in this movie with like mm-hmm. playing with expectations or tropes, but they just took themselves way too fucking seriously. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then we get the fucking cave. Oh, I didn't even. You mean the Hellmouth? Yeah, the, the Hellmouth <laughs> from, the, from the series finale? No, of, that's a Hellmouth full of uber vamps. That's yeah. what that is. It's like, Jesus Christ, I thought Kenneth was bad. It's like, <laughs> you couldn't do better than the effects of a TV show in in the early 2000s with your 2014 major release film. Yeah. It looks, at the very least, as bad, if not worse. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you got, you know, the crown lady is like, don't w- worry, my friends, we'll be in the sequel that I'm sure is going to happen. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. It's the worst kind of sequel, bait. So what's the lesson in Vampire Academy? Just don't watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the lesson is skip. I mean, mi- okay. If you, if you really are curious, watch it with people. Mm-hmm. Here's your two drinking rules. Yes. Every time somebody says blood whore. Yep. You take a drink. Yep. Every time somebody says the word academy, you take a drink. <laughs> That's all you need. Yep. I, I thought about like, oh, maybe exposition. No, I don't want to kill someone. All the death. Uh, so what do you think about this one? It's worse the second time. Oh, no. Um, I watched this. I was, I, was, I was doing the 366 movies thing last year, watching um, mo- a movie for every day of the year, not necessarily one movie a day. And I was like, Ah, this looks like it. It should be like harmless fun, whatever. Sure. Maybe maybe it'll have some Buffy flavor. It's vampires. It's a teenage girl fighting them. It seems um, that could be interesting. And it's really just like a lot of wasted opportunities. There are mm. so many ways this film could have worked better. I don't know because I haven't read the books. How true it is to the books. If anything, I'd say if it is. Maybe this is a case where adaptation needed to be taken further to make it work more as a film than as a book. Like we said early on, have a character that's your entry to this world because the way they do it in the film is so clunky 
that it either explains things in a boring way you don't remember or doesn't explain them at all. Mm-hmm. And it either way is horrible. This movie baffles me because, like, I know this writer can do better. Yeah. I know this director can do better. Why didn't they? Like, that yeah. that's where I'm just stuck about, like... Were they, like, just doing it for the money? Maybe. You guys know how to introduce exposition. I know yeah. you know how to do it. So why does this read like something I wrote in junior high? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's straight up is so poorly written and so poorly edited. I mean, the dialogue is awful. I feel bad for the actors and they all get a pass for me. Even that Mia chick, because there's no way to deliver those lines. So you just get a pass. And I thought some of the casting was really, I, I, I found, uh, uh, what's Zoe Deutsch. Yeah. To be an appealing lead. If she had sure. more to do, if her character is more consistent. Not her fault. Could have been a gr- good, great as this character. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shameless Guy. Uh, Mason, he could have been good. The Maroi, Lisa, they could have been good. If Gabriel Byrne was trying, maybe he would have been a good choice. Yeah. But yeah, just a lot of wasted potential. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the the terrible exposition, the fact that the plot doesn't have any momentum or mm-hmm. structure to it. It's yeah. just random shit that happens in no particular order. Yeah. And means that, like, I don't develop any feelings for these people. I There are no stakes. There is no ticking clock. Mm-hmm. It's just shit in yeah, this and the, world. And the way it's shot and edited, and again, the fact that almost everything takes place at a vague nighttime leaves you just just rudderless in this film of not you i literally if you told me this movie took place over the course of a week or an entire school year they would be equally plausible to me that is not a good sign and even like other than victor what are these characters goals throughout the film not for like they're over like does Mm -hmm. rose have a goal from day one of this is you know they have like responsibilities but like, yeah, Working what is Rose anything. after? So Just got, becoming a guardian, maybe? They got dragged back to the Vampire Academy. Don't you think that there you should have a goal of either get out or blah, blah, blah. I'm Solve the mystery? I'm not sure as to why they left. Mm-hmm. So some fun facts. Uh, do you know what the budget of this movie was? This is, I'm, I'm terrible at this, but I'm going to say 10 million. Literally triple that. Where did it go? Exactly. You know how much this movie made? So it cost thirty million, yep. made ten. A little bit better, made fifteen point three. Blah 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 blah. I wonder uh, why there hasn't been a sequel. You say that? Oh no! So there is a script that was written with the subtitle "Frostbite," Vampire Academy Frostbite. I guess they go. It's winter. It's I don't winter. know. Okay. Um, so not the whole school year. After the movie bombed, both critically and financially, there is an interview where Mark Waters said that they were trying to get a sequel made with a lower budget. The financial backers were going to do it if they could prove that there was fan support. Mm -hmm. So the way it did this was by setting up an Indiegogo uh, with a goal of $1.5 million in a month. Fuck you. So that's what they were trying to do. They raised $50,000 in the first five hours, $100,000 in the first day, but only made a total of $272,000. For the whole course of the campaign. So they did not get the funding and were not able to make the film. I have a very important follow-up question. Even sadder, that uh, total of like 272000 
that included money that they themselves put in from trying to sell off props and wardrobe from the first film. I'm not sad about that. I think it's bullshit that you're asking your fan. Like, because here's the difference. Here's the thing. Yeah. Veronica Mars needed the money from the fans. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that was the whole budget for well, the film. The, the producers did say that they would only back it if they, they got the financial, basically, proof that there was fan support. You have, can prove that you have fan support without making your fans put up money. The difference between something that's like basically an independent film, like the Veronica mm-hmm. Mars movie, and this, where the first one had 30 million fucking dollars, yeah. and like it, they wanted a smaller budget for the sequel. So, what, 10 million? Like, oh, you poor things. There is other ways to show that your fans support yeah. you other than taking their money. Mm-hmm. I have a very important follow up question. Yes. Did they give the money back? The article I read does not say. I'm assuming so. I think that's how Indiegogo usually works, right? You can choose whether or not oh, you keep it or not. I really hope they gave it back then. It's not It's not quite the same, but are you ready to maybe go a little international? Yes, get me out of this place. <laughs> get me on that helicopter. Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhein Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. In most markets, the movie was just Vampire Academy or Vampire School. Sure. But the original title that I believe, according to what I was able to research, it did still get released as in a couple of, of places, was Vampire Academy colon Blood Sisters. All right. Which, maybe if they had developed a relationship between the two main characters, would have made sense. Also, I'm mostly stuck on the fact that you had the word colon and blood in the same sentence. <laughs> colon Blood Sisters. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's that's what it is. That's not the... The, Not uh, the punctuation. punctuation. It's the, colon, the word colon. Blood. Ah. Colon blood. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate some badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. I guess I kind of begrudgingly give it to the death of a modern family because outside the context of like, yes, it should have been Rose doing it. It was kind of cool, like the, I want to hold you against the bars and then have the other person do the staking. Mm. That was kind of like cool. Tag team in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I said the first two Guardians in the beginning. Yeah. Because yeah. again, at that point, I was like, oh, this movie might actually be pretty good. <laughs> she could be a slayer. Yeah. Nope. Oh, she's going to get more and more helpless throughout the film. That's how that works. Maybe if you play the play the film <gasps> backwards, it's Maybe good. That's the key. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Life Serial and All the Way when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.